Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. When it comes to dropship, um, you know, you see a lot of stuff on like TikTok, Instagram, that people are promoting, say, dropshipping is in this thing. Yeah, you can do it five minutes a day, blah, blah, blah. But you've obviously done it and been successful at it, right? How easy is it for somebody to basically, with you, you it's kind of different with you because you're, you're, they're plugging into something that's already there. But you know, when someone just first tries to start dropship yeah. as a side hustle, what, what would your advice be to that person? I mean, like I, what I did during that period of lose, losing everything to, you know, to where I am now, I went through the phase of just pure dropship because I didn't have the funds mm. to go and start another business. So I learned a lot then. And you know, everyone's all like, oh, the winning products or the winning strategies and all this. I'm like, oh, it frustrates the life yeah. out of me. Honestly, I'll put it down to the person whether they are going to apply all the things they learn. Like we've got a course. You know, some people could do 30 grand a month from learning from us and they can do 30. Some people outsell fabrics, you know, and then other people don't make sales. So what is that? Like, how, how, do I, how do I measure that? Like, how, do I, how do I say to somebody and they might say, you know, it's not working for me. And I'm like, well, it's working for him. Yeah. You know, and how do you tell somebody that maybe, like I said to you earlier, I can't become a basketball player. Yeah, I'm yeah, too yeah. small, right? I know, I know. I'm pretty good at football. But like the culture now is like anybody can be anything. I hate to say it, but my opinion is no, you fucking can't. Yeah. Like, you just can't. Like, you've, you've either got that or you haven't. And it's the same for entrepreneurs. And there's different levels of entrepreneurship that you yeah. can get to. Like, and I, I even say myself, I don't think, I might not be, have the ability to run a company beyond 10 million, say, for example. Someone else might though. You know, it could be you or it could be someone you know and you put me in touch with them because I can't take it any further. Yeah. That's all right. Understand that though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you go up that ladder, things change dr dramatically. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's the thing. You, the, that lower level, the starting block, you know, not everybody's got the ability to do it. Unfortunately, it's the resilience, it's the time you put in, it's the, the confidence in what you're doing. You know, it, it's, it's difficult. So it ain't for everyone. To make this happen and run multiple businesses, you obviously need a good team, right? So do you have an in-house team or do you outsource yeah. a lot of stuff? So obviously they're all at the back now. It's got sales directors, we've got um, marketers, you know, obviously got people who run the shop. Yeah. I'm get, I'm get, yeah, yeah. By the way, this isn't Ant Middleton, but it looks just like it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, son. Oh, since he left the SAS, <laughs> I'm saying, you know, we need to right. got him in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he motivates us every day. So, director of sales. Yes. What do you do on a day-to-day -day basis to sort of contribute towards the growth because it's quite a big role? So, uh, well, it's back to basics for me. So I went away from it for a while, but now I'm just I'm on the calls every single day. Um, obviously, I speak to the, the clients that are coming, coming on board, basically pointing in the right direction, um, explain what we do as a, as a platform and as a business. 
basically just make sure they understand before they're standing up that they know what they're getting themselves into, they know what is expected of them, and obviously uh, and help them as much as they can going forward. What do you think is the biggest challenges onboarding new people? Honestly, I, I think it's, um, I think me and you just touched on this earlier, is, is the reels that people see, do you mean, and trying to differentiate from real life and what people are posting. Do you mean, obviously people see reels where they're going to make a million pound in, yeah. in an hour, and obviously yeah. th- those things, as much as they, they can happen, do you mean, it takes a lot of hard work. Yeah. Do you mean, it's, a, it's probably not 1% of the people that actually yeah. do, do you mean, when they, they're selling a wallet and they sell 500,000 wallets in a day, do you mean, with this, you've got to be able to get customer base, you've got, to, you've got to make it work for yourself, and you only get what you put in. Yeah. What do you think is like the, the hardest client you've dealt with? You don't have to mention names, but, oh, you know, uh, like... Oh, we've had a... We've had a, we've had a, we've had a list there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a red book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The hardest clients is, is the honestly is the people that they come on board, um, they ask for refunds maybe a month or two later. You built a professional website, they're going, look, I made no sales, this is not one. And then you look at their, their, their socials and they posted once in three months. Yeah. And you're going, well, that's not how this works. So like we've done this checklist now because we want people, we want to like, it's not like we're trying to catch you out. We want to say, like, if you can do all these things, set up your Facebook ad manager, TikTok, you know, are you posting reels? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And like, there's literally 15 things on there. Then launch, yeah. uh, you know, and then whilst you're, once you have launched, are you doing this checklist as well? Because everyone lies to themselves. Like we all do, even we do. We come in here every day and we go, what, we're we gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Yeah. And when it's a big task, it's like, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's natural, it's human instinct to go out. Oh, okay, I'll leave that one. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I mean, oh, I put this back with it, I'll just put it on. You find though, you know, because people like, if they pay for something like a course or whatever it is, do you feel, because they've paid, they just feel like, I, I have to, it has to work, because I've paid. So even if they don't put the work in, in the back of their mind, like, well, I, I financially committed to this now, so yeah. I should make money. Why aren't I making money? Yeah. But not realizing work, there's work yeah, to be done. One of the, the difficult, it's like the control thing. When somebody has paid for something that they want to make work, then it's like, if it doesn't work for them, I mean, real, realistically, we're probably on a 50-50, maybe 40% success rate. Mm-hmm. So that just shows you sort of what actually you know, happens. And like I said, how do you differentiate between the two? One might have um, finances to put into ads, one might have some, you know, or, or know somebody who can run their ads for them. You know, one might just have a big social presence. You know, like everybody's different, they come in at different angles. Some people sell on Snapchat, but we don't do that. And some people make a fortune selling on Snapchat. Some people use influencers, some people just do SEO. I mean, one of our most recent clients, probably the best one, I won't mention the name, but I mean, he just does Google Ads and he outperforms us on Google Ads by a mile. You know, so other people, they go on Google Ads and maybe the ad account gets shut down. I say, oh, fuck this, I'm yeah, yeah. It's like, his, his account's been shut down like five times, but he just keeps going. And Everyone, made, you sorry, know. everyone's got the mentality of, they, they, they finish work and they're, oh, I've done enough. Yeah. No, you haven't done enough. We, and like I say, we get stuck in the same thing, which you go, do you done enough today. Yeah. You haven't. If you yeah. want this to succeed, you've got to keep going. Do you yeah. mean, I'm, do you mean I'm, when my missus thinks I'm, I'm cheating on her, I'm on the stairs with my laptop <laughs> at half 11 at night, and she goes, what are you doing? I'm going, invoicing. <laughs> so that, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I swear to God, he's, he's coming on board. I'm <laughs> sat there with my pants invoicing, but when you think you've done enough, yeah. there's always something else you can be doing. So you was the first of 
the bedroom brands, like the first sort of phase oh, of them, right? right? That's saying bedroom brands. No, but you know, it's <laughs> I know the, the bedroom saying. brands that sort True, of man. become True. something. Yours is one of the ones that did become something. Yeah. How have you seen those evolve over time? Because there's still people starting clothing brands, but yeah. Do you know what? I think now there's a better quality of bedroom brands. I think there was a phase at the beginning, you could just stick your name on a t-shirt and get an influencer to wear it. You'd be sound, you could make money. Even back then, the likes of Foot Asylum, ASOS, like they would, they would stock your brand. Like even how basic it was, it was just based on how big your, how socially, like your social presence, sorry, your social influence. And now, and then it went through a phase for me where brands just come out of nowhere. Like everybody was trying it. Everybody's doing like uh, print on demand. And like, it just got to a point where it just, it killed it for a bit. But I always said back then, only the strong were gonna survive. And the ones that have survived, a fair play to them, like, you know, because it's a difficult time that period. Now though, you see the different quality of stuff, like, so although those bedroom brands still exist and like, they aren't exactly up to much, there are a lot that start now with really good quality clothes, like the premium type wear now. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, like what you've got on there, that's the type of stuff that people are bringing out now and it's respected. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just, just you know, most of us wear plain stuff. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Other than the camera. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> who, who do you think, from when you came up or the, the phase just after, who do you think did it best? Um, oh my word. And what did they do? I mean, there's brands that, the brands that did it best. Uh, I mean, like Gymshark, you can't argue. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Gymshark's like different, different though. I mean, like the Manny Dubois. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, it's difficult for me to say because back when we were doing it, I guess they were like competitors in, in some ways. Some of them were. I mean, we thought they were, but when yeah. you really looked at it, like I know that there's, I know there's a brand. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say, but there's a brand in JD that we were told are doing 90 million a year, mm. 90 million a year wholesale. Now, I would never wear the brand, but they're doing it better than I did. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah. get me. Yeah. So like, it's like there's. There's that side to it, like what, what you would wear and who's doing good, I guess are two different things. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have any regrets from before? Um, I think back with Rose London, obviously the regret we had was switching agents and not legally being able to do that. Guess we would still own the brand now and the direction that we were heading in was heading in the right direction. But everything happens for a reason. All the business partners that were involved in that are doing their own thing now, we're not in business together. Mm. Um, like, so, you know, one's involved in agencies, got his own brand, then you've got um, obviously another one that's involved in something completely different, but everybody's sort of involved in business. Mm. And I think it's just better for our friendship because we were friends mm. and it got to the point where we weren't friends, if I'm honest. Like, I don't think, I don't think it, uh, anybody liked each other towards the end and that's, that's not ideal. One of the things I've instilled in here, the culture is to be everybody just to, like we rip the shit out of each other every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it gets to the point where, I mean, Lloyd, Lloyd yesterday wanted to fight me and Dom at the same time. <laughs> and I got to pick up a fire extinguisher to stop him. Yeah. That's what he got yeah, to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, like, I probably bet on Lloyd. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I got the extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. I needed something else. I'm like, he didn't even stop him. <laughs> but like, that's the kind of like culture we have here. Like, we're mm. finding that. Whereas before, I think, Everybody, when you, when you come from the same like, you know, um, areas and stuff, same school and that, nobody was established as who should be the lead, who yeah. should be the one that does this. Who should, like, whereas this, I, obviously with this business, I started it and got other people involved. Mm. And I think it ha helped a lot. And I knew everybody's skill sets and what they could do. 
and then sort of, you know, um, dictating what, what should be done for, yeah. for what role. Whereas before we're figuring it out yeah. and it's like, who wants to be at the forefront of this? Who wants to be at the forefront of that? And that gets tricky because egos can get involved. Yeah. All of us have got an ego, yeah. every single person. Yeah. You know, and it's sometimes, it's difficult to accept somebody can do something better than me. So growth-wise now going forward, you've got a lot of projects on the go, so where's your main focus and what do you want to achieve over the next say, 12 to 18 months? In terms of expansion, obviously at the moment it feels like we're just in the UK. Um, we have reached out to like the Netherlands um, in terms of uh, brands drop. So like I said, with Timeless Watches involved now, we're going to try and grow this beyond just the clothing. Mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned to you briefly that idea about including different type of yeah. uh, sectors. Um, but you know, the main thing really now is to try and get more clients in different countries and try and actually get stock in those countries. So right now you're dropshipping UK-based stock. So obviously if you're gonna get that dropshipped over to, uh, you know, the Netherlands, you're gonna pay an import duty charge. So to eradicate that, we're gonna try our best to get stock in different countries that those countries or those clients can connect to. Um, and then that'll allow them then to avoid like the taxes, the import duty charges, etc. Yeah, cool. Well, look, appreciate you in uh, inviting us down today. And now uh, we'll catch up in six months, see where you're six at. Man, we're yeah. going to Dubai. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose you are going to Dubai next week. I'm about Dubai. coming back down for the YouTube part two. YouTube six part months. two, right? We're not going to do it in Dubai then. Oh, okay, part three then. Part three. <laughs>